0: Live at 5 Sports with Todd and Suhan brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort. Jim is covering the Twins this afternoon. He's there as we're speaking here at about 12.30 in the afternoon. They're in the second inning, Jim, so we won't cover today's game too much since it'll be concluded by the time uh, this airs at just at about 5.35. But uh, a terrific win for the Twins last night. They're down by two, facing a closer who had given up one run all year, and boy, they cuffed him around.
1: They did, and it was. Tell you what, great night at the ballpark. Brewers fans were here in droves, thirty-four thousand in the ballpark. Beautiful summer night, and uh, Correa with the you know one of the biggest hits of his Twins career, and yep. he really got it. Michael Taylor continues to to be a, a nice surprise with his power. Uh, Kyle Farmer, big hit late. Uh, it was just a great ball game. It was a blast to see. Uh, also, I don't ever want to see Rocco pinch hit Max Kepler for Royce Lewis ever again in any situation. <laughs> right, that's right, because that uh, didn't go very well. Uh, but they well, come I, through. You know, it went fine. Kepler yeah. got and drew a walk, but yeah. but I just but I just don't ever. I mean, I was I told Rocco I think that's the first time anybody's ever pinch hit for Royce Lewis in his life, and it should be the last. <laughs> what did he respond to that? You uh, know, he you know he, 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 you know, he, he chuckled a little bit. Yeah. He, 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 he handles that stuff pretty well.
0: He does in his Rocco way. That's right. Yeah. Uh, he's he's pretty pretty laid back. I don't know if I I've seen him get upset with umpires, but I don't think I've ever seen him get testy with the media. Uh,
1: I've heard you know I know people in Twins organizations have told me there are certain things that get under his skin, but he doesn't really show it. Yeah, uh, so he might complain about it later. but he and you know and he knows how to handle all this stuff. He yeah. understands. He understands that people are going to ask questions. He understands that second guessing is part of the game, and he offers as much of an explanation as he feels he can, and he moves on. You know, which is the right way to handle this stuff. He's just yep. it, listen. Nobody talks to the media more than a baseball manager. Right. Nobody in sports. And if you can't, if you don't have a way of getting through it. Uh, it's going to drive you absolutely bonkers.
0: A feel-good story in last night's game with Josh Winder. It's been uh, you know he's had some injuries. He's been in the minor leagues quite a bit over the last couple of years. So is this his role now? Is he a uh, pitching out of the bullpen for the Twins?
1: Probably. Although they're going to you know Rocco said they might go to a six-man rotation at some point over the next couple of weeks. If they have so many games stacked up. Hmm. Uh, you know, Maeda could contribute to that, but Winder could also contribute. That or they could put together some kind of a bullpen game with. You know, Winder and Maeda, or Winder or Maeda, or an opener. I think I think he feels like he needs to protect his arms here uh, during the stretch. So you could see any number of combinations here in one of these games.
0: So we are going to see Kent Maeda again at uh, some point here. Pretty concerning. He comes back from Tommy John and goes right back on the injured list after what one outing or something?
1: Yep, that was uh, not not a good thing. He yeah. has been pitching pretty well lately. He's pitching to pitch Friday. Uh, at Louisville for St. Paul, and then he's probably going to get activated here sometime after that. They aren't saying what his role is. Again, they could use him as a spot starter. They could use him a middle relief. They could combine him with somebody else. Um, my guess is that because of who he is and how he's pitched here and his veteran status, my guess is they would give him a start at some point and see how it goes.
0: All right. Uh, we see Willie Castro run through uh, uh, the coach's stop sign at third base and score uh, the game tying run in last night's game. How do third base coaches handle that when they throw up the stop sign and the and the base runner goes through it, whether he's thrown out or not? Do they have a conversation
1: after that? Yes, um, and you know, I saw Tommy after the game last night. I didn't, didn't interview him, just like kind of saw him in passing. Just yeah. like, hey, we scored, you know. He's, he's, <laughs> right. They're you know they're also thrilled but by, by getting victory. And, and, you know, Castro probably made the right play. Mm-hmm. Uh, a good throw probably gets him, but, you know, it, it's not that easy to make it a perfect on-target throw. No. Um, and so it was a 50-50 call. I don't blame Watkins for throwing up the stop sign. Uh, the way Rocco put it is you don't want people running through stop signs, but when they it succeed, it's really hard to get on the player much. So I think they'll have a, a – a calm philosophical conversation about it.
0: Yeah. And he asked Castro and he said, gosh, I just didn't see it. You know, I was hustling home and, you know, he's got more speed than I remember. I, we watched Castro play for the Tigers. I didn't remember he was such a, uh, you know, a, a force effect on the bases.
1: Rocco said the same thing this morning. Uh, he said that, you know, two of the things that have really surprised him this year were uh, are Michael Taylor having this much pop and being this good a base stealer mm-hmm. and Willie Castro being this much of an athlete. Uh, he has some power. He has speed. He, that was a, that was a, you know, big time steal. That was a yes. okay. Everybody knows he's going, and he's still going to get it. He's faster than they thought. He's a better base runner than they thought. He has lots of arm. He has some pop. I, no, listen, I don't want to make. He's not a great player, but yeah. he's 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 better than they thought he was.
0: This is the kind of guy you want as your utility man, as your twenty fourth, twenty fifth man, twenty sixth man on the roster. Is a guy who can come in, play multiple positions, and play it well, and get fans or people talking. Well, oh, maybe this guy should play every day. Not necessarily, but boy, he's a good guy to have on the roster.
1: Yeah, and uh, and I think we saw a stretch there where they were started to play him every day, and all mm-hmm. of a sudden, he, you know. So often happens with role players. You play them every day and they just can't quite do it, but you yeah. play them three times a week and they can do a lot for you.
0: Yeah, they kind of get exposed if they're playing uh, yeah. every day. Uh, let's talk Vikings minicamp. That's wrapping up today. Justin Jefferson there and working out, and he said he's not going to miss training camp even if he doesn't have a contract extension yet. Uh, Daniel Hunter is not at minicamp. Was he, at least he didn't practice, did he show up at all or was he completely absent?
1: No. No, he's absent, okay. and uh, and you know it's it's going to be a negotiation. Uh, I would my guess at the moment is the Vikings will find some way to make him happy, whether it's giving him more money for this year, whether it's uh, signing some kind of contract extension. The way the Vikings have proceeded with Kirk Cousins, I I guess my momentary guess is they'll find some way to reconfigure his contract so he makes enough money this year that he's willing to play. Uh, I don't know if I see the Vikings extending him long-term. I'm just, I mean, I think I probably would. Hmm. Uh, I, I'm just sensing the Vikings just don't want to commit long-term money unless they have to.
0: And that's uh, to Hunter and others that's out there kind of looking at Are they heading uh, toward a little change in the roster here?
1: Well, I mean, Hunter is only 28, yeah. and he's a great player. Uh, He has had enough injury concerns that I just wonder, and this is just me guessing, this isn't anything anybody said. Mm -hmm. I just wonder if they want to see more before they commit long-term.
0: Let's talk uh, uh, Stefan Diggs. Now, I didn't think that Diggs was a big diva when he was with the Vikings, but there's stuff going on in Buffalo right now.
1: He was a big diva when he was at the Vikings. Yeah. Right. No doubt about it. Yeah. Um, you know, and he he went through that stretch where he was missing practices or whatever oh, that's and pretending to have a cold and yeah. uh, no, he was he was absolutely a big diva. And you know, he and he basically forced a trade away from Kirk Cousins and this offense to go play in Buffalo with Josh Allen and now he doesn't seem to be as happy there. Honestly it's just who he is. I I, I don't think he's evil, I just think he's very immature.
0: Yeah. So, any guess what might be going on? I mean, Josh Allen is up there uh, apologizing for transgressions that none of us know uh, if it's going on or not. So, uh, you know, he's trying to lay the groundwork to bring Diggs back. It Diggs likes everybody to bend over backwards for him, huh?
1: Uh, he really does, hmm. yes. He, uh, He again, I think, it, I think he's just an immature guy, uh, and if things aren't going well right now, he pouts, he causes problems. Uh, really, you know, it was a... It's amazing how well this worked out for the Vikings. Diggs forced a trade. They end up getting Justin Jefferson out of the trade. Jefferson is a better player. Jefferson's a better guy. And Jefferson, to date, has been much cheaper than Diggs. That'll change eventually. Uh, And I'm just not surprised at all that Diggs has become a pain in the butt.
0: U.S. Open kicks off tomorrow morning uh, out at L.A. Country Club. Uh, first time in many years, I guess, that they've uh, hosted it there in, in Los Angeles. Have you ever been out to L.A. Country Club?
1: No, I think they'd shoot me if I showed up there. Uh, pretty exclusive. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's where the stars play, right? That right. is where Jack Nicholson spends his time. And there, you know, and Riviera is another one too. But yeah, uh, no, it's pretty exclusive. It's a beautiful course. I'm really excited about this. Uh, they have long, difficult, weird part threes. They have short part fours. You're going to see a lot of strategizing. You're going to see some really funky shots. You're going to see some really bad lies in that rough and kind of fescue-like rough. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be fast, and there's going to be an 80-yard hole that hitters that these guys might not go right at because it's going to be so tight, uh, it's going to be a fascinating U.S. Open.
0: Yeah, no doubt. And and uh, uh, guys that are the top in the world playing very well, I, I saw a stat two weeks ago at the Memorial. Scotty Scheffler led the field from green to tee in statistics and was dead last in putting. Uh, it's yep. amazing how one little aspect of the golf game can hold even the best in the game back a little bit.
1: Yeah, and I really think Scheffler would have contended in all three majors if he had putted better. Yeah. Uh, and he and kind of did contend in a couple of them. I, but I think he would have a chance to win. He'd be, he might be over a grand slam right now yeah. if he were putting well. Uh, so, And the other interesting development is Kepka has shown that he is back. Yeah. So I really think we've gone from before the Masters, you're talking about Rom Scheffler, McIlroy. I think now it's Rom Scheffler, Kepka. I think yeah. that's the big three now.
0: Yeah, and uh, Kepka has been solid, and he's such a good ball striker. I was watching the Golf Channel a little bit last night, and they had a gal on there uh, showing uh, it's a ball strikers tournament, the U.S. Open, that the strokes gained uh, on approach. uh, For winners, that's where they tend to dominate, that it's really an approach game in the U.S. Open.
1: Yes, and I think that'll be particularly true at L.A. Country Club. There is some room off the tee. Second shots can have to be very precise.
0: Yeah. Jim, thanks so much. Thanks, Todd. Live at 5 Sports with Todd and Suhan brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort.